Hello and welcome back. This is Ron Cohen with this week's edition of Tax Updates. I'm a tax partner here at Greenstein Rogoff Olson and Company in beautiful downtown Fremont, California. Our phone number is 510-797-8661. And our website's www.groco.com. www.groco.com. We're happy to help. Always happy to talk. Well, this is April 6th. It's Monday. I'm already exhausted. <laughs> I remember the good old days when I started in the early 80s. And uh, at that time, Ronald Reagan, without getting into politics, you know, would put forth a tax proposal and the Congress would work on it for two and a half years, go through various versions, hold literally 10 or 20 different committee meetings and finally get a bill passed. Two and a half years. Now that's like two and a half days. (laughs) We're so exhausted by what's going on. Let me throw in a few caveats before we get going. I hope you're all well and healthy as, as you can be. Uh, take no reliance on anything you hear on this podcast. If you have a tax issue, make sure you get competent help, that they review all the facts, make sure that they make their recommendation, you're comfortable with it before you use it in any transaction or put a number on a tax return and file it. Uh, secondly, plagiarism is okay. We're not doing any novels or works of art here. I try to uh, take information from government sources and from other preparers, from other uh, firms. I give credit when I can, but uh, don't think for a minute any of this is an original work of art. Third, no politics. You can listen to other podcasts all day and night about politics. We're going to try to keep this to tax issues, although politics sometimes uh, pushes along tax policy, and I'll mention that from time to time. Okay, and and, uh, fourth here, I'm uh, no cheerleader for the tax system. I think it's far too tedious, overwhelming, boring, and it doesn't even achieve its goal of raising enough money to run the government. So uh, we all have to do things right, try to do them on time, follow the laws, but uh, I'm I'm not one that uh, loves the tax system for its own complexity. Okay, thank you. Now, moving on. We're going to talk about um, more about the payroll loans under the CARES Act. And uh, we're going to talk about some issues with a new legislation, because after now having passed the third bill with regard to coronavirus uh, stimulus and subsidies, they're working on number four. I can barely keep up. It's crazy. And I'll mention a few state issues here in California. And I've had some practical experience with my clients with the Payroll Protection Program loans, PPPs. Uh, One of the seven or eight different things that were uh, uh, enacted under the CARES Act. And uh, all of us are scrambling with regard to uh, the shutdown, slowdown of the economy, trying to do the best we can. So getting right into that. Well, there's a controversy. There's two controversies with regard to these Payroll Protection Program loans. Um, First of all, make sure that under the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, FFCRA, that you've taken advantage of any payroll tax credits 
for people who are not working either because uh, they're sick themselves, God forbid, or they're taking care of someone who's sick or they're locked, they're locked down. They can't come to work or whatever reason their life has been affected. There are various, very uh, fairly complicated credits. Some of them are refundable, which means uh, you can get back sometimes even more than you had to pay in some cases. Um, uh, make sure you talk to your payroll tax company about these situations and your human resource specialist because uh, when can a person be away when they can't uh, how much time they're allowed off what the re very complicated uh, labor law issues don't want to get into any of that here and uh, making sure you're providing all the information that your payroll service provider requires so they can do all the computations and come up with all the credits and offsets that you're allowed to take that all happens through payroll tax filings and um, not income tax filing. So again, uh, work with your payroll company on that and make sure you have utilized all the credits you can under the family's first coronavirus response act. So then moving on to the payroll protection program loans, as we talked about and wrote about and have show notes uh, in prior podcasts here, the uh, great benefit of that is in the right circumstances, you can basically get free money. Uh, there's an interest rate charged, but the interest is added to the pool of costs that get forgiven. So while there's interest, there's really not interest. Um, so, uh, but you have to go through the requirements um, that really aren't too burdensome if you are continuing to keep people employed. Now, again, this, the, family, the Family's First corona, Coronavirus Response Act rules are for people that are not working. Their credit's related to, the, the, in some cases, mandatory payments you have to make for people who are not working, home, home sick, home not sick, but taking care of others, home just because they can't come to work. Those are those credits. The, the uh, payroll protection program loans are computed based on looking at last year's, and that'd be 2019, uh, two months worth of payroll, and multiply by uh, point, you add it up 25% uh, more than that, than that average two month payroll, and um, that's how much you can borrow. Then later, after you take out the loan, there is a true up, a reconciliation that says, well, okay, did you spend that on salaries, rents, utilities, mortgages, and interest? including the interest on this loan. And to the extent you do, that loan can be forgiven so that it's a grant. Uh, it's a loan that turns into a grant that turns into being forgiven. And as I've said, it, it can literally be free money. Now, I want to interject right here that uh, Dave Ramsey, who I'm a big fan of, uh, he's a radio financial advisor. You can find him easily. He's all over the internet. Uh, and uh, while I'm not giving an endorsement to him, I certainly like his, his uh, views on trying to stay in as little or no debt as possible. And he came right out to his listeners, which are many millions of people, and said, uh, don't take these loans up. Don't do it. Don't borrow the money. Don't do it. Uh, the government's going to change the rules in the middle. There's some history of that occurring in the past. And this is not going to work out well. Now, he, that's pretty harsh. Hopefully, he's not right. 
But that's another person's point of view. Don't do it. Don't get yourself involved with the federal government. I am not saying that. That's what Dave Ramsey is saying. But it is an interesting point of view. All right, so then you go and you you do what I and everyone else has advised you. Go to the SBA website and you start filling that out to get your application together. And you you let's say, let's pick on Wells Fargo. You're a Wells Fargo customer. And uh, you've gone to their website and uh, you've called your friendly banker friend. We hear a lot of banks are not doing these loan programs for people who are not already their customers. So they, they don't want to help new customers. And uh, I think the very practical reason for that is, you know, Wells Fargo and Bank of America and U.S. Bank, you know, they're in their boardroom with their high-powered Excel schedule sat down and said, look, the amount of money the federal government sent to us to allocate to push through in these loan programs uh, we predict based on our artificial intelligence, because they know all about their customers, uh, won't even cover the people we have. So since it won't cover the people we have, we're not going to let someone walk in new, open a checking account, put a thousand bucks in it, and then all of a sudden have us in the middle of maybe, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars of loans. I, I understand that. Uh, Steve Mnuchin, the secretary of the treasury has promised that if anybody who wants a loan can't get a loan, uh, you know, they will continue to get funds out of the Congress, which means new legislation, or by whatever means available so that you can eventually, I think it was like 7,000, if I recall right, number of uh, financial institutions are part of the Federal Reserve Banking System. And one way or the other, you should be able to go into one of them and uh, sign up and uh, be able to participate in this program. But again, just uh, information here from the trenches that uh, I've already heard of uh, one case today where, where I won't name the bank, shut out a, uh, a long-term customer. They just didn't get to them and said, now their money's gone. Till they get more, uh, they can't help you. So that's, that's very unfortunate. I really hope, and that should be solved quickly. But so let's say you're, let's make it easy. You're sitting in front of the banker. You know, he, he gave you an audience at his desk at the branch. And everybody's got all the computers they need and all the documents they need, and we're ready to go. So there are definitional questions, what I'm calling the gross or net payroll dilemma. And the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants got involved with this on Friday. They brought it up. Of course, I'm just copying from them. I, I don't have time to figure all this out. Um, when you determine the amount of the loan, it's a multiple of a certain period of payroll cost that you had last year. Well, how do you define payroll cost? And in some of the guidance given by the Treasury uh, and the instructions through the SBA, they're talking about net payroll, that you can only add, uh, uh, add up for purposes of how much you can borrow the net pay that went out disregarding the withholdings and uh, payroll taxes and so forth. So it's only the net check to the employee and everyone has uh, circled the wagons and say, that is ridiculous. The cost, the economic cost to the business is the gross pay. <laughs> if you got paid $1,000 this week and you had Social Security taken out and state, uh, so, so, uh, state disability insurance and your 401k contribution and all that, well, the net check might be 30% less than the gross, gross check. So if you only use the net check amount in computing the amount you can borrow, you're going to come up with a heck of a lot lo less loan. 
than if you use the gross amount. Well, the AICPA and all these guys running around New York and Washington, they make big money, wear, wear $1,000 suits. They <laughs> all ran around and sat down with the senators who said, well, of course I mean the gross check. I don't mean the net check. That's not what we meant. I said, yeah, well, you know, if you kind of look at what the statute says, you kind of you put in there the, the net check. And so there's, there's, there's thoughts and potential... Um, uh, uh, a technical corrections act that may happen. And then let me rant even more than I already am just for a moment. This is what happens all the time. They rush, they come up with something that is uh, super rocket science because there's too many. I'll, I'll be denigrating against my own profession. Accountants and lawyers running around Congress saying, wouldn't it be cool if and they whip out their Excel spreadsheets and say, here's, you know, here's a 12-line calculation. They're, they're word, you know, word, what they call word problems, and, and the greater of, the lesser of, the <laughs> if this is bigger than that. Oh, boom, you know, here's the answer. No, 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 please, please. Do something simple like take all your expenses from last year on your tax churn, and you can get a loan for 80% of that. Boom. I think that would be good, but... but Unfortunately, nobody called Ron Cohen. Huh? What, what can you do? Okay, so uh, they, now they get caught up in these definitional issues, and there is a big problem of whether the amount of the loan that you can take out, and of course, most people want to maximize the amount of loan. They're in trouble. They're talking about firing everybody like tomorrow, right? And they're calling me, and they're calling all their other, you know, this is swirling around hundreds of thousands of places all over the country, if not more. How much can I borrow? Well, I don't know. Is it the gross check or the net check that we multiply and come up with this, this amount and put in? Um, so supposedly, again, that is uh, wobbling around over there on Capitol Hill. And, and maybe they'll, as I'll talk about before, there, uh, a, a little later, excuse me, there is, there is a word that phase four of the stimulus plan, again, we're already into bill number three, which was the CARES Act. Now they're talking about bill number four. And of course, they all get out their Word documents and, and their laptops and they're writing away trying to deal with everything. But that's a, that's a terrible bit of confusion. What is the amount, the maximum amount of loan that I can borrow? Is it based on for the period of time, uh, uh, under definitions, uh, in the show notes below, we, will, we have attached the Treasury Department's absolutely detailed uh, three-page document of how this gets computed. And they just say, well, it's payroll costs. Well, it's, it's and, and in fact, it kind of says not including some of these payroll taxes. Well, that's an awful, awful, awful shame because uh, that will greatly reduce the amount that's allowed. Now, okay, there's no time excuse my, my inflections. There's no time for any of this. There's no time. People are suffering. So my, my advice to my clients and friends is, look, sit in front of the banker, the banker at Wells Fargo, Bank of America, any of those banks, they've already said, well, this is how we're doing it. And they're trying to get in a, in a safe zone, right? They're trying to do something where they're not edgy about it. Okay, this will go through. This will work out. It'll be tax-free. It'll be forgiven later. It'll be tax-free and so forth. There are some issues about tax-free status for states. But we think all the states will come around. They just can't re react quick enough. But, but right now, some states, it's not tax-free if you look at the law. We're hoping that will get fixed. But even if it was taxable by the state, it's still a good deal because it's largely free money, right, uh, for the most part. But anyway, not to get into state uh, and local issues too much. So my, again, my advice is go talk to your uh, lawyer, uh, your banker, 
and uh, sit down with them and say, okay, what, what are you willing to do? You, the, dear Bank of America, you have, you know, 3,000 lawyers in San Francisco and Los Angeles who have torn over the statute, come up again with what they determined to be, in my words, the safe zone, where nobody's going to get hurt if we do this, and do it, and do it, and survive, right? Where it's like war, survive, get going, and let the accountants and the lawyers fight through these little definitional issues later. <clears throat> Sadly, they didn't pick up, uh, do it in a more elegant way. So that's the gross or net payroll issue. The next controversy is the uh, rent expense controversy. And there I am sitting with my wife on the couch last night. This is Monday. That was Sunday night. You know, it's about 1030. We're getting droopy eyed thinking about, you know, just packing it in for the night. And um, up on the news comes this guy talking about these loans <laughs> and how it's supposed to be computed. And I perk up. I go, oh, God, I want to sleep. I don't want to think about this for a while. But I, I perk up and there is a real controversy. So as you have read or, or worked through the application yourself, uh, looked at the law yourself, uh, the, the, the amount that you can borrow is based on last year's payroll for, for a period of time multiplied by a percentage. And um, uh, it's, it's, I'll just read it here. How large can my loan be? This is right off the Treasury Department's website. The amount you can borrow can be up to two months of your average monthly payroll cost from the last year, plus an additional 25% of that amount. Okay, up to a maximum cap of $10 million. You can't take into account any salaries over 100000 And okay, well, all right. Well, uh, many people are complaining because, let's say I have a business that has a small amount of payroll and a big amount of rent expense. You don't have to think too elaborately or creatively to come up with a lot of uh, business models that work with that. So, okay, you're going to help me out with some of my payroll costs. I may be able to keep some of these employees on. You're going to give me some credits for people that are home because they can't be here or they're locked down. Okay, well, that's nice. But the big expense on my income statement is rent because I have these big, beautiful offices for whatever reason. And if I can't get some help with that rent, um, I don't want to get in a big dispute with my landlord. I'll say, look, you know, act of God, um, uh, force majeure, the, the lawyers call it, which means basically act of God. Nobody could help it. Um, our lease is over. I have to go. This is terrible. Maybe someday the virus will go away and we'll get back to normal life. But I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm clearing, clearing out my stuff. My lease is over and I can't pay you and I won't pay you any further. And that's the end of it. Well, the, the government wants to give me money to pay the rent. Uh, that would be great. But my payroll cost proportionally is very small. So these loans and even some grants I might even get uh, from the SBA. There's a separate $10,000 emergency grant you may qualify for. You know, that's not enough to do it because the rent is so high. So I'm, I don't want credit problems. I don't want disputes. I don't want courts and lawyers and judges. I'm just going to throw back the keys at you politely and get my stuff out of your, 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 your office here and say, sorry, it didn't work out. Happens all the time in the real world. People don't, don't want to end up in court and have a bunch of filings and subpoenas and all that, right? They want easy. Sometimes things just don't work out. So, so the uh, legislative tax issue is why didn't they make the amount you can borrow include rents? 
Uh, now, the comeback is, well, first of all, nobody thought this was going to go on very long. That, that was what was in their mind. Uh, you know, maybe a month, not too long. Um, and even while the passage was going on, you can remember that got delayed. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats, you know, they may, depending on your view, have done the right thing. But they delayed the passage of the bill for a week. And, of course, during that week, the infection rates and the death rates are shooting up. And so all this is happening so quickly. Well, now it looks like, okay, the schools here in California, they're closed for this year all the way through June. My wife's a school teacher. Um, she's not going back to class till September. So, and, and we'll see. Maybe not, right? Maybe not. You know, it all depends how this flattening of the curves, a flattening of the curve, which is terribly, terribly serious. I'm not belittling it at all. But um, uh, we'll see how long this goes. Uh, if, you, if you have people locked down, shut down, uh, the last night, if you'll excuse my ranting, um, the, the uh, female uh, medical advisor, I think her name was Bricks, right? A wonderful, smart, intelligent uh, person. She said, well, don't even go to the food store. It's too dangerous. Holy smokes. That's even if I'm wearing my bandana. <laughs> right? So this is, uh, this is like nothing we've ever seen. But to get back to the point that I was trying to make, um, many are complaining that the computation of how much I can borrow should have include a huge component related to rent. Again, Ron Cohen says, forget all that. Forget about it. Just take 80% of total expenses or make it 70 or whatever it is, but don't make people do calculations and parsing of my income statement and looking at my balance sheet and making judgment calls. Just get some money out there. Um, so we're hoping that there will be a technical corrections act, which means another bill passed saying that um, rent is, complete, is, is taken into account in some significant way in the amount you can borrow. Uh, because that will help a lot of people. First of all, it helps the person who is the uh, tenant, helps them keep their, 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 their credit and, their, and their, their, their lease in place. And certainly it helps the landlord because landlords are going to get paid. Uh, so many of my clients have called and said, and said, geez, all my, all my tenants are you know, asking for deferrals. And while um, people and landlords can do that for a while, uh, if that goes on too long, you can see ultimately easily a complete collapse of the commercial uh, uh, commercial rental uh, industry. And uh, at some point that will go to the banks because the bank, those, those, those landlords have lots of mortgages with the banks. If the banks have, if the loans have to be written down at the bank, the bank's capital. Okay. I'll stop spinning uh, stories of gloom and doom, but that's why a lot of people, uh, landlords and tenants think this would be a good idea um, whether it will get through Congress, we'll have to see. Okay, moving away from coronavirus for a little bit, um, here in California on sales tax, sales tax, and if you're involved in the sales tax system, you know it is important because you can't be a day late and you got to file every 30 days in most cases and you got to get the bank deposit into the California um, agency that handles that. Uh, that is the California Department of Tax and Fee Administration. They changed their name a few years ago. It used to be the State Board of Equalization. Uh, so a few weeks ago, they had said, hey, if you want an extension on your sales tax return or on paying your sales tax, just call us, write us, and ask for extension. We'll probably give it to you. No questions asked. Well, the governor declared on March 30th, nope, 
everybody automatically gets an extension for 90 days. By order of Governor Newsom, uh, provides a 90-day extension and for state and local uh, taxes, and including sales taxes. I won't get into some of the other small nuances that that involves with because the, the, the big one is obvious and most important is, is sales tax. Uh, so you've collected the sales tax from your customer and you get to sit on the money. Now, I would normally say, let's go have a party, right? That's amazing. But, but it isn't amazing right now because everyone is in so much trouble. It's, it's great to have collected salesmen. Well, well, sales tax, well, my sales have stopped. A lot of clients I've talked to, I have no revenue, right? Oh, oh so I owe the state a little bit of sales tax from uh, before everything fell apart. Uh, you get to hold on to that for a while. So that's good, but it's not great. It doesn't really solve anything. Uh, but it's better than having to pay that little bit of cash flow that you add into the state um, for the sales tax. So good for uh, the governor and the state legislature, and um, hopefully things won't get too much, too much worse. All right, moving on. Um, now we're looking at phase four of federal legislation related back to the coronavirus. And this is made up of a number of components. Uh, the, uh, the various parties are going back and looking at, you know, this is what they do. They, they, have, they, have, they have a lot of smart lawyers and clerks and accountants, and, and they have in their back pocket well-written up drafted bills. Some of these bills have already been presented independently. They want them to get through for whatever reason they didn't. And when an opportunity comes along, well, let's go for it. Uh, on the uh, Democratic side, again, not taking sides, there has been long time uh, uh, dispute over the $10,000 limit on state and local taxes. If you're in California or in New York, uh, Oregon has a high income tax rate. Illinois is pretty high. A lot of these states um, uh, uh, where you, we used to get large deductions for all of our income taxes, including and property taxes, right? Even your little DMV fees, some of that is deductible. Um, uh, you add them all up. And if you didn't get captured by the alternative minimum tax, to go into some detail here, you got the benefit of those large amounts of payments to uh, the state government and, and the local county for property taxes, a state government for income taxes, um, in some states, you used to you would get to deduct your sales taxes because if the state has no income tax, the law says, oh, you get to take the greater of your sales tax or your income tax. So if you don't have the income tax, of course, you deduct your sales tax. Well, now all of that after the 19, uh, 2017 Act came effective in 2018 was limited to $10,000 a year. And uh, without going through all that, much many reports in the press, much uh, anger over that, uh, especially in high tax states. Well, <clears throat> as part of the next round of Coronas-related legislation, they want to take another uh, shot at that to get that relieved. And what they want to do uh, now in the context of economic relief, I'm not debating that, um, uh, the House uh, bill, uh, H.R. 5377, 
uh, wants to uh, suspend the SALT deduction cap for 2020 and 2021 for taxpayers with annual adjusted gross incomes of $100 million or less, which is, you know, everybody but Bill Gates and, and Warren Buffett. That means everybody. But I guess there's a few people they wanted to leave out, so they made it for AGIs under um, $100 million. Eliminate the marriage penalty, very technical computational thing, by increasing the deduction limit to $20,000 for married taxpayers filing jointly. Uh, to uh, next offset the cost of restoring the top individual tax rate to the pre-2018 level of 39.6% and lowering the income thresholds at which the top rate begins. These changes would be effective for taxable years beginning after December 31, 2019, meaning now, <laughs> and uh, remain through in effect through the end of 2025. So <clears throat> an attempt to, uh, rightly, wrongly, however you feel, uh, unroll and change some of the 2017 Tax Act uh, of provisions. Last minute, oh, and I do want to give proper credit. I am reading from a Deloitte, a large national firm, uh, summary of December 20th. Um, okay. But uh, when these first came through and were proposed back in December, uh, the, the Senate Republicans said, well, it's not going to happen. Right? It's not going to happen. We've got the votes. You can do what you want. House, you can pass it 15 different times. It's not getting through the Senate. Things are different now because uh, now it will be layered into a phase four of the coronavirus legislation. Uh, deductions for teachers and first responders. The House also approved two provisions unrelated to the SALT deduction that would increase the current above-the-line deduction for certain out-of-pocket professional expenses of eligible educators to $1,000 from two fifty. Finally, something that will help me. <laughs> that will help me because uh, I'm always, my income's too high, everything phases out. But my wife is a teacher, and you better believe I claim that $250 each and every year. And if they rose it, raised it to $1,000, that, uh, that would save me a few dollars. Okay. Um, and so... There, there you go. Right. Okay. So I, I went through all that and the fact that it's all coming back up in the phase four. Let me take a deep breath. Right. So maybe they'll fix whether it's gross pay or net pay. Uh, maybe they'll fix the rental expense controversy with regard to the PPP loans. And maybe they'll raise the state income tax deduction that's allowable. Again, trying to push money out into the economy. Um, and and uh, that is all coming with a number of other provisions. I have not yet seen the complete phase four uh, proposal. Uh, simply haven't had time. As you can imagine, we've been going through all these various issues, and uh, I think that's uh, plenty to talk about for this week. Again, we will have a show notes below this podcast with links, very informative links, ones I use every day to uh, try to sort all this out. Again, uh, blessings to everybody. Stay socially distant. Try to stay healthy. And let's just hope this uh, all ends soon. Uh, the final caveat, again, don't take any reliance on anything you heard here with regard to a transaction or filing a tax return. Make sure you find a competent advisor and present them with all the facts. I keep saying that because often clients don't present us with all the facts. 
And we come up with a conclusion and say, here's our beautiful memo. And they say, oh, oh, but I didn't tell you this. So that's why I uh, continue to say that. Um, Okay, so um, stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll be back uh, next Monday. I I apologize that so much is happening so fast. Uh, I can't possibly do it justice. And uh, again, look at the show notes and uh, be healthy. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.